Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Prey on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can email rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. Find us on Twitter at tst underscore underscore radio or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And of course, anywhere you listen to radio shows or podcasts, just search the secret teachings and you can find the show, listen and download the show for free. If you go to our website, you'll find the free archive there or the ad free archive, which gets you access to all the shows with no advertisements, plus access to the montages, my digital books and more all at www.thesecretteachings.info. Thank you for joining us this evening, Thursday, February 9th, 2023. As most of our shows go, they are woven together in a tapestry. Some shows more linked than others. Last night, we combined a couple of different topics together. We talked a little bit about the Grammys, and we discussed the Sam Smith performance that, well, it's serving its purpose. It gets people talking, gets people to go out and buy the music, gets people to make these kinds of videos and images trend on social media. And that's what the record companies want. That's probably what Sam Smith wants. That's probably what Kim Petras want. If you haven't seen the performance yet, some people probably haven't. You have Christians and people that are very conservative Sometimes I get put into that category myself, and perhaps it's true sometimes, but you have a lot of conservatives and a lot of right-leaning people that see that performance and immediately think that it's the work of the devil. In fact, a lot of conservatives and a lot of Christians almost are like social justice warriors or part-time activists. They make a lifestyle or a profession, if you will, out of being offended Christians and conservatives find something to be offended about every single day. Just like non-Christians and quote-unquote liberals. They make a lifestyle out of being offended. They make a profession out of being a victim. Christians and conservatives might not be so victimized directly, but they see their belief systems under attack. And they are, you know, that is an accurate statement. And there is some reality to that. There's no doubt about it. Christianity, all religions, Islam, Judaism, you name it, all of them are to some extent under attack because those that run the world and run all of the different things that we interact with in entertainment and media, etc., certainly are pushing against any kind of spiritual development because that means people can be independent in body and mind and see that there's a higher power in nature or in the world in general, and therefore they don't need the state. They don't need the big corporations or the big banks. So any good authoritarian government has to get rid of religion for that reason. But just because that might be a truism of how governments and authoritarian systems work, they want to stomp out religion and spirituality, That doesn't mean that everything is an attack on religion and spirituality, which again means that most Christians and most conservatives do what most non-Christians and most left-leaning people do, and they find something to be offended about for Christ all the time. You're either finding something to be offended 
about in the name of Christ or you're finding something to be offended about in the name of LGBTQ or whatever the case might be. So that performance at the Grammys is not something that was really shocking to me. And it shouldn't be shocking to you either. In fact, it was laughable. When I watched it the first time all the way through, I, I actually laughed. I even laughed on the show last night. I laughed. It's, it's a cartoonish performance. It's a cartoon devil. And it's a giant joke. Now, if you haven't seen that performance, that's not really the cornerstone of tonight's show. But it's important to maybe go have a look at it before we go further into tonight's broadcast. Because while a lot of people on one side of the political, religious, spiritual aisle see nothing wrong with it and see it as fun and they embrace the devil, they embrace the horns, they embrace the fire, they embrace the red, they embrace that coincidental giant white magical circle there on stage at the Grammys, others do something very similar. They embrace the hatred of it. They embrace the demonic element of it by rejecting it in the name of Christ. And there are very few, especially institutional belief systems, if you will, that can see it for something more than what the, the average person tends to see it as. I try to go beyond that. I want to see what's beyond the, oh, that was cool. I like the devil. And I want to go beyond the, oh, that was devil worship. I don't want to, to, to see that. And that shouldn't be on TV. There's more than what's going on on the surface. And it really does start with that magic circle. It starts with that magic circle that most people, even if they're, they're into witchcraft or devil worship, to understand what a magic circle is, not just have, having heard of a magic circle, but to understand what it actually is and what part it plays in a summoning or a conjuring, takes a slightly more detailed understanding of magic and let's call it diabolical summoning. So you have to have some understanding of that. Therefore, the people that put that there, just like at so many Super Bowls, they clearly have a deeper understanding of magic in those terms. So that's something that I think is very important to keep in mind. But we're not going to talk about the Grammy performance too much tonight. We're going to talk more so about the lead-up to the Grammy performance. I saw a story that I didn't think it was anything more than just more claims to victimhood. Story about Madonna. You know Madonna? Madonna said that she got a lot of negative feedback and a lot of critical comments about her face at the Grammys. Very silly story, right? And I had saved that story originally because I looked it up on my phone. I found it and I read it and the headline was Madonna blames ageism and misogyny for judgmental comments about her face at the Grammys. And once again, it's comical ageism and misogyny for people having an issue with the way that your face looks. People are always going to have an issue with, with anything and everything. If you put yourself in the media, you're going to be critiqued and criticized. If you put yourself in the media and social media and you're trying to stay relevant like Madonna is, you're going to get criticism. And it's people like Madonna that just take the criticism and rather than using it to grow, which a lot of people do, 
she takes it as a threat to what she sees as a political ideology, which is that people must have an issue with their age or they must be misogynists, even if they're young women who are making these comments. Just kind of like with the Tyree Nichols story, five black guys beat a black kid, a black man, and that's somehow still white people's problems. If a bunch of women say Madonna looks like a plastic doll, that's still misogyny. That's still the man's fault. Now, this is a playbook. This is textbook. Because when I was um, when I was working at that little tiny grocery store I used to work at in New York, a friend of mine there at the store, we would talk about uh, all the stuff we talk about here on The Secret Teachings. And someone said that she's only talking to me and only believes these things because I've brainwashed her. And it was another another woman who said this, who was a who was a very staunch liberal, who was telling my friend, who's a woman, that she can't think for herself because she believes things that I believe me personally. So she must not have a mind of her own. That's how these people think. If you're a woman and think Madonna looks plastic, then you're still a misogynist because a man made you think that way. You couldn't have developed that thought on your own. Really disgusting, degrading. Uh, uh, behavior. Uh, and it's it's actually kind of like the story we talked about on Monday this week, the, the crotch rocket. Lauren Sanchez, the, the, the girlfriend or whatever she is of Jeff Bezos, she is a pilot, so she's being put on this giant penis rocket and she's going to be launched into space probably sometime this year, sometime next year. And she's going to be sent up with an all-female crew. And it's supposed to be about women and how women, I guess, can't go to space or <laughs> I don't know what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be about showing how women are empowered and women can do things and women can, well, you know, the whole the whole standard uh, PR. So the funny thing about that, that rocket launch that that Jeff Bezos is going to ritualistically perform the penetration of the sky goddess by the Earth God, the penis rocket and the sky. Funny thing is that rocket's design, the capabilities of that rocket, as with SpaceX's rockets, uh, Elon Musk's rockets, all those rockets, yeah, they're not just penises figuratively or symbolically or literally, but they, the, the vertical takeoff and landing concepts that are used by SpaceX and Blue Origin, which is Bezos's company, were actually developed by somebody named Kalpana Chawla, who was the first Indian astronaut and also was a woman. She had two advanced engineering degrees and a PhD in aerospace engineering. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant woman, brilliant scientist. She developed the vertical takeoff and landing concepts that are used by SpaceX and Blue Origin, but her name doesn't get brought up when we're talking about women. And those rockets only fly because of a woman, but that's okay we need to focus on how women don't have an ability to do anything. It drives down women and makes them feel inferior, just like when we teach black and white children to be victims or oppressors, and it drives certain groups to hate themselves or to hate other people, and it creates a lot of conflict. The same thing is being done with men and women. So, of course, Madonna, who hasn't been relevant for two decades or more, she's trying to hold on to her relevancy, And she's a big advocate of LGBTQ as if that has anything to do with ageism. 
and says that if people don't like the way that her face looks, they're ageists or they're misogynists, even if it's older women who think Madonna could have just aged gracefully. She obviously has no grace that she could have just aged gracefully. And that that would have probably allowed her to be more relevant and to be more womanly, to be more feminine. But instead, she destroyed what was left of her femininity and then blamed it on misogynists and ageists. It's actually kind of funny. Uh, it's it's not dark or you know political. It's actually just pretty damn funny. So again, the reason I bring Madonna up is because Madonna introduced the Sam Smith Kim Petra performance at the Grammys. And recently Madonna was also in the in the news because she did, again, trying to stay relevant, she did a photo shoot I've mentioned here or there a few times on the show recently. She did a photo shoot where she was mocking the last sepper. And she had women replace the the disciples and she played Jesus and it looked a lot more truly offensive than anything Sam Smith or Kim Petra did at the Grammys. That photo shoot that Madonna did about the Last Supper was actually a mockery of Jesus Christ. It was a mockery of the disciples, which really you're not mocking a person and a, and, and a group of people. You're mocking the stars. <laughs> you're, mocking, you're mocking astrology. You're actually mocking science. Uh, you're actually mocking uh, the basis of theology, which is to better people and to have a moral compass to make the world a better place. You're actually mocking the very foundation of spiritual development, civilization, all these things. But Madonna doesn't care. She probably can't see that because she's had so much Botox put into her face that she can't see out of her eyes anymore. But she does she does this photo shoot, which is really in mockery of Christianity. So Christians should, if they're going to be upset, they should, and rightfully so, could be upset about that photo shoot. I mean, because could you imagine if someone did a photo shoot like that where they were mocking Muhammad or they were mocking, um, oh, I don't know, they were mocking some Jewish, <laughs> some Jewish prophet. Uh, there would be, uh, there would be a, uh, a nuclear conflict in Hollywood and in the media. It'd be anti-Semitic. There'd be jihads being, holy wars being waged against the people that did that. But Christianity is all, all okay to do, probably because of that turn the other cheek stuff. And But still, Christians find everything and anything to be upset about all the time. So anyway, Madonna, she does the photo shoot. So she's probably, I mean, she's a master. So she's probably the best person to introduce the unholy performance at the Grammys, a woman who's mocking Christianity, who's trying to hold on to her youth. So she's trying to age backwards, quite literally, trying to hold on to her fame, the deal she made with the industry, trying to remain relevant. She's probably the best thing, the best person, the best plastic doll they could have chosen to introduce this performance. Now, besides the song and the imagery being very well received by the naive and of course, equally detested by the religious faithful who, like social justice warriors, make it their duty every day to be offended in the name of Christ. Madonna herself received a lot of criticism just simply for introducing the performance. Why did she receive criticism? Well, we go back to that article because she said that 
people commented, it's so stupid, commented and said, we don't we don't like the way your face looks. What happened to your face? You know, you used to look good or whatever, and you, you look like plastic now. A very fair point, a very fair point. She does look like plastic. And as our friend Derek Murphy, who's been on the show many times before, Derek Murphy and I have talked about dolls and about how dolls are a a recent um, common image that is used, whether it's an American Horror Story or it's in the music industry. We did a whole show called um, uh, All Dolled Up, or even the new movie Megan, which is like a doll with artificial intelligence. You know, a doll is basically like a puppet. It's like a marionette. It's something you play with. It's something that's not not conscious. You're just a drone. I mean, look at, I think it's what, Nicki Minaj. I mean, she looks like a piece of plastic now. Uh, you look at a lot of movies and TV shows, they're using the doll theme. And the doll theme really is you're out of your body, you're a shell, you have no soul, and you're being used by a handler. So this is kind of, you could call it mind control. You could call it, you know, the typical handler type stuff like uh, Miley Cyrus, her dad, Billy Ray Cyrus, said that she's got these handlers that won't let him near her. I mean, Britney Spears, I've been telling you for over a decade, she's got handlers that finally came out in court. You know, they were putting her on drugs and they were giving her birth control. And God knows how many people were having sex with her. They were selling her out, like Kathy O'Brien said in her book, Transformation of America. They were watching her get undressed, watching her take a shower. She had no door or she had no um, lock on a door if she did have a door. Just totally controlled, just like so many other actresses and celebrities and even actors and male and female. So from a mundane point of view, Madonna is refusing to age gracefully. So she blames the criticism of her Botox and plastic surgery on ageism, which is kind of ironic because she she's refusing to age gracefully, which is it's it's ironic, right? Uh, And since she has no grace, I mean, she's not going to be able to age gracefully anyway. And instead of, I don't know, trying to, you know, defeat mother nature and father time, if she just aged naturally, she would probably look a lot better. She'd probably look very, I mean, you know, you talk about femininity and masculinity. You know, it's a thing that women say men get more attractive as they age. And I don't think that that's untrue for, for women either. It's a different kind of beauty. Uh, or what the Japanese called sabi. It's kind of an antiquated type of beauty, beauty that develops as you get older or as something develops more character as you get older. Instead of that, though, Madonna went with the plastic surgery. And very, it's very unholy to try to defeat Mother Nature and Father Time. It's very unnatural. And so it's, again, appropriate that she would introduce a song called Unholy at the Grammys. But it's more than just that. She also blamed misogyny for the comments about her her face. Such a st- stupid story. What's wrong with Madonna's face? <laughs> she she says it's it's misogyny, which is a really strange defense considering that plenty of women and plenty of women who are not necessarily young also thought that she looked like plastic and also thought that maybe if she wouldn't have gotten the plastic surgery she'd look normal. Now Madonna's a microcosm. This is true across the board, across the music industry, the entertainment industry in general, and politics, and everything, and you name it. 
I mean, Joe Biden's a great example. I mean, how many facelifts, hair plugs, how many different types of things has he had done? Look at people that um, are aging naturally in these industries, in these fields. Look at politicians, for example, who, although they maybe they had some work done, politicians who are not good people. Look at people like Mitch McConnell. Look at people like Chuck Schumer. They literally look like they opened the Ark of the Covenant. Their face is melting. Their skin is melting. That's not necessarily a normal thing that happens to people, and it's not because of stress. Plenty of people are stressed, and they don't end up looking like that. I think that there's something else going on why people like Schumer and people like Biden and so many others look like they opened the Ark of the Covenant, but we'll get to that here in a little bit. So Madonna says it's because of misogyny, even though a bunch of women who are older also think that this woman who used to be a sex symbol is now a perhaps a sex doll symbol, just a plastic doll. And it's also ironic that she would say it's misogynistic, considering that she spent her entire career as a sex symbol appealing mostly to men by cheaply distributing the sacred feminine, which should be preserved and protected. Once again, very ironic. She is, however, the true black Madonna. And I mean that in a lot of different ways. And what is Madonna, Ma, mother, like Rama, Gaga, Ga, Lady Gaga, and Donna, Donna, Diana, this is the goddess. She is the mother goddess. Madonna literally is the mother, Ma, mother, Donna, Diana, Donna, goddess, mother, goddess. And her face physically is a visual externalization of her lack of dignity, her lack of grace, her rabid, angry political rhetoric, and all of the divine mockery that she's ever engaged in. She's a used-up sexual icon who's been replaced by numerous other performers. And so like a diabolical magician who has used his magical or her magical circle to summon powerful forces they don't understand and can't control and made a deal with a trickster deity for 20 years or 30 years of power or 20, 30 years of fame. And then that 20, 30 years of power and fame expire and the devil comes to collect what is due to him. And the magician doesn't want to give up their life or their lifestyle or anything that they've achieved. So instead, they make daily deals with the devil. And they have to increasingly do things. Traditionally, this is the history of black magic. They have to do things that are increasingly more evil. So you might have to perform physical sacrifices of others, of animals, of yourself. A black magician trying to hold on to what remains of their life after their contractual powers have expired, they'll do anything degrading or demeaning to avoid final judgment. And if you look above Madonna's face, you see that hairstyle that she had, right? A few people noticed this. The hairstyle that she had, I'm more interested in that, not her face. The hairstyle she had looks really familiar, really, really familiar. Looks almost identical to the hair that was given to Ruth Bader Ginsburg at that, you know, that statue in New York. We'll talk about that when we come back from break. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. The Black Madonna tonight. 
It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. I don't need it. And for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need it. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. I definitely don't need it. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. I need support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir. Or if that's not enough, check out Good Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory. It's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken! Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. listening to the secret teachings radio i'm your host ryan gable tonight the black madonna madonna of course is ma the mother like ra ma ga 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 and donna diana another name for the goddess madonna literally means mother goddess mother goddess the female in most societies throughout human history as we discussed on Monday's show about the crotch rocket and Jeff Bezos and his pilot girlfriend, matriarchal societies far predate patriarchal societies. Most societies, in fact, even more recent Native American societies, have been matriarchal in nature. That doesn't mean that women made all the decisions per se. It just meant that men and women worked very closely together to make decisions Women made decisions on high councils and men made decisions on the battlefield. And it was a working together of both. Women had a lot of power traditionally because, well, they could give birth. They had the ultimate power to create. Obviously, you need a man for that too. But the woman grows the child, so that's pretty powerful, especially to people a few hundred or a few thousand years ago that we would see as more primitive to ourselves, let's say two, three, four, five thousand, six thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand. I mean, just keep going back. 
we think our ancestors are so primitive and birth was basically a, a, a magical act, a miracle. So obviously women were going to be venerated and you see that all over the world with Venus statues from Malta to South and Central and North America. You see Venus worshipped as a goddess, a symbol of femininity and, well, the divine femininity. There's also a divine masculinity as well. So suggesting that we have a patriarchal society today, which is largely preposterous, but to replace it with a matriarchal society doesn't really make any sense because you're just replacing one extreme for the other extreme. But the point is, Madonna is the mother goddess, and the goddess has been worshipped in virtually every culture throughout all of human history. In fact, one of my favorite goddesses, I've talked about her many, many times on The Secret Teachings, she's a keen to Isis, probably one of my top five favorite goddesses, uh, Amaterasu, the Japanese goddess. And Amaterasu, who is still the basically the patron deity of Japan today, especially in Shintoism, she is the giver of life and light. She is a creative force. And she does basically the whole Jesus thing. She goes into the cave for three days, the celestial cave. She's just a personification of the sun. And she dies for three days and then comes back to life, essentially. Sounds like Jesus. But this is a story that is told a long time before Jesus came onto the scene. So when you know when I say something like that, like I really like the story of Amaterasu, and when I've read about her in the past in a mythology book or wherever, there's not a ton of information on her, by the way. But when you read about her, you realize this is the the Jesus story. Obviously, a lot of Christians get upset about that. They're, you know, they think that that's blasphemous. How dare you say that? Or, you know, maybe the devil came before and put her there. And that's, you know, that's what they say. The devil came before and put all these other gods and goddesses here to confuse you when the real savior came. It's like, well, the Muslims believe that, you know, Muhammad and Allah were the real ones. And you believe you've got the real one. That's, that's the institutional religion. Okay. But there is a mockery of Jesus. There is a mockery of all these things. For one, one reason I think that gets overlooked is Western Christian civilization, which has done terrible things like any other civilization or any other group of people, has also done really wonderful things. And those wonderful things, which have helped to lift people out of ignorance and poverty, they've also done a lot to keep people in ignorance and poverty. But the Western ethos, the Western idea has done a lot to lift the world out of the Dark Ages. I'm not talking about institutional religion or the Vatican or something like that. Western philosophy has. So that's obviously a threat to people who want to maintain power over the, the individual and over collective society. That's one of the reasons they see Christianity and all religions as a threat. The other reason that they're mocked is because Fundamentally, if you have a belief in anything spiritual, you see power beyond the physical. And the state doesn't want you to see power beyond the physical because that means they're at the very least secondary to these unseen powers that could work in mysterious ways. So those are the two main reasons. It's not just 
the the spiritual development of the individual, but it's also the building of civilization. And obviously these things are, are threats to the powers that are. So the Madonna, the black Madonna, the black mother goddess, or you could say the inversion of the goddess. Now, Isis has both a light and dark aspect. So is Amaterasu. Amaterasu has a black and white aspect, white as you know her, her natural self. But when she goes into the cave, there's darkness. When Isis goes to search for her husband Osiris, there's darkness. She wears the black veil. So there's black and there's white. And likewise, Osiris is a black god of agriculture. Black is good. It's good fertile soil. He's also a green god of agriculture, black and green. But he's also just a normal god. So he's white, black, green. Isis is white and black. Amaterasu is white and black in these ways. So if you're just focusing on one aspect, like we need just a matriarchal society or we need a patriarchal society, whatever the case is, then you're creating imbalance. You need both. You need the black and the white, the yin and the yang, the yad and the yum. You need to have male and female. You need to have a balance or obviously you get imbalance and that creates chaos and not a natural chaos that can be balanced out with order. It creates a chaos where chaos becomes the centerpiece or the cornerstone of the veneration and the worship. This is what we would call, for lack of a better word, and it takes a long time to get to this word. We're 38 minutes into the show, and it's taken me 38 minutes to get to this word. This is what we would call satanic. Satanic is void of all things that are holy, all things that are good. It's not just the opposite. It's literal opposition to anything that is good. You know, hell and the devil, these aren't really opposites of God and heaven. I've explained this before. Heaven is light. Heaven is warmth. The opposite of that is darkness and cold. It's not a fiery pit. So we've really changed what hell is. We've changed these ideas to make them sound scarier when heaven and hell really just have to do with the changing of the seasons, the darkness and cold of winter, the warmth and brightness of the summer and the in-betweens. These are the horses of the apocalypse, the white horse, the black horse and red horse and pale horse. And the cycle goes on and on and on. In order, it's white, red, black, pale. So these are natural things that are being taken, mythologies that are being taken and they're being twisted and manipulated and corrupted so that we only focus on one negative aspect which creates total chaos. That, to take us back to Madonna, that is the Black Madonna. It is the Black Mother Goddess. And when the Black Mother Goddess is worshipped solely, when the Black Isis is worshipped solely, and for those of you who are so obsessed with skin color, you think I'm ta actually talking about skin color. You're wrong. I'm talking about the aspect of black, of darkness, of void, of the pit, if you will, of the abyss. When you only focus on that abyss, well, eventually the abyss looks back. The black mother goddess with no other element is a very dark, powerful, and destructive force. So that's what we're getting at here. Now, when Madonna, the actual Madonna that you know, the... Well, she once was a pop star. Madonna was selected to 
introduce Sam Smith and Kim Petra's cartoonish performance of the song Unholy. And it was supposed to be really record-setting or record-breaking, not because of the song. The song is garbage, and the music is garbage, and the performance looked like a... I, 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 I don't even know what I was watching. It was just a joke. Um, my God, the, the character from Powerpuff Girls, the old TV show from Cartoon Network, that the devil in that show was scarier than what this guy, what this guy was doing. But I don't know. I don't, but that's the thing. I don't, even, I don't even know if he's a guy because this was supposed to be the first like non-binary transgender performance. And it set, it set the, the, the record straight that trans and gay people and LGBTQ and on people, they, they can really, they can perform at the Grammys too. Do you know that if you're a man and you identify as a woman, you can also perform at the Grammys. You can go right in there and you can dance on stage and shake your butt and dress up like the devil. You're empowered. It's just, it's just a joke. So the 64 year old singer Madonna introduced this performance. And a lot of people saw the performance as, as stupid so they focused a little bit more on Madonna and said that she looks kind of weird. She looks kind of plastic or like she's had a lot of plastic surgery. Now I read an article. This is what got me. This is the, the article. I'll read you the headline that just, I, I guess, is the foundation for tonight's show. I saw this story and I thought it was really stupid at first. It says Madonna blames ageism and misogyny for judgmental comments about her face at the Grammys, it's ageism and uh, misogyny. That's the reason that people didn't like her face. Whatever, though, I, I read the article and it says Madonna, LGBTQ advocate. She introduced Kim Petras and Sam Smith's unholy performance. They said it was a groundbreaking night because Petras became the first um transgender woman to win the award for best pop duo group performance along with Smith. Who's not binary. I don't, I don't know what this is supposed to mean. Uh, social media was a buzz, however, over Madonna's fuller looking face and speculating about the plastic surgery she's had. Okay. So they show the picture. I didn't watch the Grammys, but they show the picture and Madonna says that she was degraded she was degraded at the Grammys, just like she's been degraded throughout her whole career. It's a strange word to select because she's the one that's done the degrading. Like, I'm not old enough to remember all of Madonna's career, but I know a little bit about Madonna. And she's the one that has degraded herself. And she's doing a lot of that now with social media, just literally just shaking her boobs on social media for likes, like really pathetic stuff. She's the one that's degraded herself. She's the one that's degraded the the, the female aspect of, of what used to be, you know, the real her. She's had so much Botox, plastic surgery, and God knows what else. She doesn't look real. She actually looks more like, not just a doll, she looks like she has a Marina Abramovic feel to her. Just really plastic and shiny, and you think, is that makeup or is that actual plastic? I don't know what that is. But it goes along with the unholy song because the unholy song 
is, uh, it, that's the name of it, Unholy, but it's about the body shop. And the, 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 the performance and the, the lyric, we played it last night, is at the body shop doing something unholy. Now, what is the body shop? Well, in terms of Satanism or the devil, it's any sort of abomination, degrading, demeaning, anything that is in opposition to nature, anything that is in opposition to creation. The example I gave last night is the idea that man is created in the image of God. So if you want to create man in the image of the devil or of yourself as a human, you want to create a new man, then you have to interfere with natural human development, call it evolution, call it what you will, natural human development. You take the development of man and you merge it with artificial and synthetic things so that you have more control over God's creation. I say it all the time, it's the replacing of the organic world with a synthetic world. That would be one way to take God's creation and turn it into your own creation. And if you think you can create better than eternity and infinity, you're obviously delusional and you probably believe that you are more powerful than you really are. So you're delusional and you're probably part of a cult thinking that you can change humanity for the better because God made a mistake. Well, if God made a mistake in creating humanity, you're part of that mistake. So how is an imperfect creation going to create something more perfect? Doesn't make a lot of sense. That's the first thing. The second thing would be to take the greatest gift from God, the greatest gift to anybody, and that is the innocence of a child. And to take that innocence and to either abort it or to corrupt it at a young age and to mutilate it at a young age with drugs and hormones and surgeries. And it's not just in those terms for transgenderism. It's also for obesity now. As I've discussed a few times this month so far, obesity, 12, 13 years old, Obesity is affecting kids at a younger and younger age. If you're 12 or 13 years old, you're now being told that you can get surgery, you can get drugs to halt yourself from getting fatter. So basically, whether it's obesity or it's your identity, because you don't have purpose, you don't have direction, etc., which is what God and religion are supposed to provide, it's not a guy with a scepter in the clouds. It's supposed to provide guidance and morals and you know values and direction. So if you don't have any of that, you certainly don't have parents that can help you do those things. Then you search for the drugs. You search for legal and illegal drugs. You search for you know people get into gangs. People get into really bad, bad situations. But we're not even waiting for our kids to get there. Now we're just cutting them up and drugging them at a young age. Taking the innocence, taking the greatest gift from God and well, distorting it, destroying it. That is if we don't abort it first and try to conquer the spirit with matter as opposed to allowing the spirit to conquer matter, which is symbolized by the lotus flower. So you take God's creation in the image of God and destroy it and you take the greatest gift from God, part of God's creation, a child, innocence, and you 
abort it, or you corrupt it. These are satanic things. And this is what is done at the body shop. Distorting, degrading, manipulating, demeaning, merging together with unnatural processes or things that could be machines, that could be genetic engineering, tampering with your, with your DNA, etc. That is, for lack of a better word, satanic. That's what the body shop is. And it's definitely unholy. Now, when Madonna introduces this performance and people have this issue and make a joke or whatever about her face, they're not wrong. She looks like a plastic doll, and we've talked about the significance of dolls recently. But one other thing really stood out. One other thing really stood out, and that's her hair. Now, nobody on social media that went viral mentioned her hair. Why do I care about her hair? I don't really care about her hair, but I care about the way that her hair was done. She probably didn't do it for the Grammys. Now, the way her hair was done, interestingly enough, the way that it was curled and braided looked like horns, which is also appropriate because she introduced a performance with a guy, I guess, who's non-binary who was wearing, who had horns. Sam Smith. So maybe they made her hair look like that for more of a diabolical introduction to this very stupid song. Or maybe there was something more to the hairstyle. Now, I understand if you're listening to the show right now, I'm listening to what I'm saying. I sound crazy. That's okay. That's okay. But you look at her hair and you look at what Madonna the black mother goddess, the black Madonna, you look at what she represents. The sex symbol washed up, trying to retain relevancy, degrading herself, as she always has done, but degrading herself for basically likes and clicks, but then saying she's been degraded herself through her whole career because of misogyny and patriarchy, even though she's the one that has chosen to be a sex symbol. She's the one that's chosen to degrade herself during her career and in her post-career. She's the one that's decided to take the natural beauty in the aging process and distort it and destroy it by replacing it with Botox and plastic surgery. But she probably did not pick the hairdo that she was wearing at the Grammys. Now, one other person I saw mentioned this, Dr. Taylor Marshall. I don't know who Dr. Taylor Marshall is personally. Uh, I, from what I understand, he's very Christian. I think he's Catholic. He, I listened to some of his stuff. He, he definitely knows what he's talking about. Um, maybe I'd have him on the show sometime if someone wants to contact him. Uh, but I, I had a lot of listeners that messaged me and agreed with what I'm about to share with you. When I saw Madonna's hair... I thought, that is so weird. Her hair looks, they've done her hair like literally mimicking not only ram's horns, but mimicking the hair of the Ruth Bader Ginsburg statue in New York. And a bunch of listeners, uh, Scott Ellis, Scott said that he saw it immediately. Uh, Andrea Parker, uh, Andrew Rasmussen, 
uh, William Alec, Rodriguez Mari, Craig Vogel, our friend John Peasy, uh, the comedian, uh, just a few people that commented on our, our post on Facebook. Rodriguez Mari said that uh, Dr. Taylor Marshall noted it, and that's, why, that's how I found Dr. Taylor Marshall. And uh, it looks, it's uncanny. Now, maybe it's just coincidental. Could be just coincidental. But once again, Madonna, the mother, Ma, Donna, like Diana, goddess, mother goddess, or the black mother goddess, who's an advocate for what women's rights and abortion rights really are all about nowadays, the church of hell or the church of the devil or the church of Satan or the temple of Set or whatever. They've, they've shown you what those, those um, activist ideologies are really about. They're suing states for the right to kill children as a religious, well, as a religious right, as a religious um, uh, practice. So when Madonna advocates for that kind of stuff, and she is the black Madonna, and she distorts her own femininity, and she sold herself out and degraded herself and her femininity cheaply for some worldly power, and she refuses to have grace, she refuses to age naturally, she's doing things very unnaturally, she becomes a chaotic, destructive, evil icon. Same thing with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I'm not saying that Madonna isn't maybe talented or she can't sing or she can't dance. She certainly can do those things better than I can. I'm also not saying that Ruth Bader Ginsburg just slept her way to the top because she didn't. She was a very smart woman and she dedicated her life to her career and she became a really powerful judge. But what she has, and I'm sure that if you talk to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you probably would find that, you know, if you disagree with her generally, sure, if I had talked to her, I would find that I might have some stuff in common with her. She's probably a human under those robes. But it's, it's so weird that she would be honored with this statue in New York that turns her into a octopus tentacle-like creature. This is a real thing. If you haven't seen the statue, it's supposed to be Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but her arms have been replaced by Lovecraftian tentacles, literally. And on her head are ram's horns or these serpentine-like horns that look really similar to something that you might see on the head of Medusa or a demon or Ares the ram, uh, maybe Capricorn the goat, etc., so they've taken all of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, everything she's accomplished, everything she's done, and rather than using her maybe as a symbol to encourage women to get into law, they've used her as a symbol to encourage women to abort their children. And that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but this is, I guess, how politics work. So she is put into statue form as this distorted half-human, half-monster, half-ram, half-devil, half-medusa-like character. And we talked about this on the Grave and Images show last week. And now, this week, Madonna at the Grammys, and we have, of course, the, the Super Bowl is this coming Sunday. Madonna at the Grammys on Sunday, last Sunday, she was wearing the hairdo of the Ram, or of Medusa, or of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. 
the relationship between her hairdo and that statue are just unbelievably similar. Because what we're dealing with here is a cult. And that Sam Smith performance is laughable, it's cartoonish, but they're not the ones, the Sam Smiths and even the Madonnas, they're not the ones that are running all this. They're the dolls. They're the plastic marionettes that are being controlled by people from the shadows. The real ritualists, the real ceremonialists, the real magicians that know where to put the magic circle, that know how to do the hair, that know how to perform a a, a multi-week ritual, which will culminate this Sunday with the Super Bowl. Ginsburg to Madonna and the Grammys to the Super Bowl halftime show. Rihanna's going to be there. I wonder if she's going to chant Ella, Ella, Umbra, 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 Ella, Ella, Ella. You know, Umbra is a devil in the Necronomicon that gives you powers when you worship it. Pretty interesting. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, The Secret Teachings Radio Show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. If you're looking to learn more in 2023, then look no further than books from The Secret Teachings. The Technological Elixir explores UFOs, artificial intelligence, and demonic contracts in the entertainment industry. Liberty Shrugged is an illuminating and nonpartisan look into American history, focusing on natural law, slavery, and the war for independence. Food philosophy is not a diet book, but it does help alleviate confusion over food industry propaganda with specific focus on bizarre ingredients that are put into your foods. And Occult Arcana is a compendium of esoteric wisdom, from theology and sympathetic magic to witchcraft, voodoo, and the origins of holidays. Get physical and digital copies of these books only at www.thesecretteachings.info. And remember, all physical books also come with a digital copy as well. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.radio and for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. But you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. Your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is Laura. I'm from Las Vegas, and I listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable because he never fails to provide us with great information from various topics on which he's done extensive and thorough research to back him. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work, Ryan, and thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Why else would you show up with that thing on your back just three days before President Business is going to use the crackle to end the world? President Business is going to end the world? But he's such a good guy. An Octane, they make good stuff. Music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines. Wait a minute. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. Think about your hero when you're at ground zero and call up to the fall back to me. 
Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of the secret teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Secret Teachings tonight. This is hour number two. Please go to our website at thesecretteachings.info and grab a copy of one of my books like Occult Arcana or The Technological Elixir or Food Philosophy or Liberty Shrugged. I wrote the books, edited the books, formatted the books. These are pretty big books too. And they include a lot of the content that we talk about on The Secret Teachings night in and night out when you buy a book physical or digital you support the secret teachings you also support yourself because you get a lot of really good raw material with resources to go look things up and play along with us here on the show tonight is the black madonna madonna recently made headlines as the centerpiece of a photo shoot where she was mocking the last Supper and jesus christ and the disciples the 64-year-old singer who's desperately trying to hold on to her youth, her pop star fame, and any remaining relevancy, there isn't much, was definitely the best choice to introduce Sam Smith and Kim Petra and their laughing cartoon performance of the song Unholy. The song Unholy, they mentioned the body shop. The body shop, unholy, dressed like devils and demons, inside of a magic circle on stage at the Grammys with all those people watching and paying attention with their energy. It's cartoonish, but it speaks to something a lot less cartoonish. The body shop is where the image of man, which is the image of God, is broken up and distorted. The body shop is where children are aborted, cut into pieces in the womb and sucked out with a vacuum, where life is extinguished. The body shop is where unnatural things take place, where insects are merged with animals, which are merged with humans, and the whole world becomes filled with hybrid chimeras that can be controlled and patented by big corporations and big banks and philanthropists. The body shop is a place where children who are unhealthy and fat can be chopped to pieces and pumped full of drugs. It's where children that have no guidance, no parents, no guardianship, no God, no religion, no morality, no compass, chop their genitals off and their breasts off and destroy their chance of having children or having a family or having anything in life that is meaningful. That's where those children go. That's the body shop. That's unholy. That is a lot more disturbing than some guy in red clothing with devil horns. But he's non-binary, so it's okay. And that's the weird thing to me. I did not mention this on last night's show. I wanted to save it for tonight's show. I want you to think about Sam Smith's performance. And he's supposed to be this non-binary person. I guess Kim Petras is the first transgender woman in the category of pop duo group performance to win an award. It's all scripted and staged anyway. It doesn't really, those awards are meaningless and purposeless. But we have a transgender and we have a non-binary 
and the non-binary transgender they're the centerpiece of the performance at the grammys and we're helping them by talking about them we're promoting it that's the whole point there is a little bit of that shock value there but i want you to direct your attention for those of you who remember and for those of you who don't type this into the internet there's a character in an old cartoon show called the powerpuff girls You might remember sugar, spice, and everything nice. These were the ingredients Professor Plutonium selected to create the perfect little girl. I think his his name was Professor Plutonium or something like that, but he accidentally added an extra ingredient, Chemical X, and thus the Powerpuff Girls were born. I I used to watch that show all the time when I was a kid, so I, I get the whole thing stuck in my head still. It's like an earworm. But in that show, these three little superhero girls, they fought, you know, these evil characters, and they fought villains, but there was one character who was more evil than all the other characters. They had to fight the devil. And the devil in this TV show, this was back in the 90s, he spoke, or she spoke, we're not really sure he or she, spoke with this very drawn out and distorted voice. And in the TV show in the 90s, long before this was extremely acceptable everywhere, The devil was actually a transvestite. This devil character that kind of looked like a man, but had this soft, distorted male-female voice, wore high heels and wore things that made him look like a her, and was it was really confusing. And when I was a kid, that that devil terrified me. To this day, that devil character still terrifies me. I don't care I'm 32 years old. That character from the Powerpuff Girls, if I saw that late at night on TV, I would I would still be spooked. Because there was something real about that. They weren't doing it to prove a point. They weren't it was simply because that was the most evil they could they could conjure up there for this kids TV show and it was real. That devil character who was a transvestite who like might have been non-binary, a lot more devilish than Sam Smith's cartoon version of the devil, which is ironic because Sam Smith is a physical person and the character from the Powerpuff Girls is a cartoon. The other thing about this cartoon character from the Powerpuff Girls is he had a name. And they referred to this character by this name, that you've heard many times on The Secret Teachings before, they refer to this character as him. And the narrator of the show would sometimes say, oh no, what's that voice? It it can't be. Oh no, it is. It's him. And I didn't know what him was as a kid. As I got older, I learned what him was. In fact, one of my favorite bands, Ghost, they have a whole song called Him. Him is his infernal majesty. It's the devil. Now that's a lot to jam into a stupid cartoon character in the 90s for kids. That same kind of effort wasn't put into the performance at the Grammys, but it was put into the imagery, such as the magic circle, and it was put into the lyrics that you heard. So while you're focused on the cartoonish Sam Smith who's non-binary and you're either thinking, oh my God, 
I'm non-binary. I could perform at the Grammys. Or you're thinking, this is evil and demonic. This should be taken off TV. Very few people are recognizing that the lyrics of the song and the visuals. So what you're seeing and what you're hearing, as opposed to what is immediately apparent with the devil horns and the red and the fire, is subconsciously being processed. And that subconscious processing, when you can extract it, you recognize, oh, this is unholy, but it's not because he was dressed like the devil. It's because of what he's singing about. What you're not paying attention to because you're watching the visuals. It's the layers of details in the visuals beyond the fire and the red and the devil horns. It's the magic circle. Something is being summoned and conjured in that circle with the lyrics, which are something unholy at the body shop, which is the distortion, the destruction, the manipulation, the merging of unnatural things of the man or the woman created in God's image of the child, the greatest gift of innocence from God. Now, besides the song and the images being well-received by the naive and by the people who think that, hey, if I identify as non-binary, maybe I can dance at the Grammys. And likewise, it's detested by the religious people who, like social justice warriors, they make it their daily duty to be offended in the name of Christ. Besides all that, the song was introduced by Madonna. Now, having experimented with all sorts of plastic surgery and probably some unnatural Emperor Palpatine-like sorcery, people rightfully observed that Madonna looked plastic and that her face looked, well, kind of unholy. She actually looked more like a doll. If you just type in Madonna Grammys, you'll see it. She looks, I mean, it's not just Madonna. It's There's something weird, way too much plastic surgery. Now, from a, from a very, let's call it mundane point of view, Madonna is refusing to age, right? She wants to stay young. And who doesn't want to stay young, right? For the most part, most people want to stay young. But she's refusing to age gracefully, probably because she has no grace, and instead trying to defeat Father Time and Mother Nature. Very unholy, very unnatural indeed. Especially since she blamed the criticism of her Botox and plastic surgery on ageism, the very thing she's trying to escape and she's desecrating, not just age in general, not just the aging process, not just father time and mother nature. She's also destroying what remains of her femininity, which is the final stage in that demonic Faustian bargain. She also blamed misogyny, which is a weird thing to say, considering that plenty of women and plenty of women who are maybe closer to her age find that she looked fake. And it's also bizarre because she spent her entire career as a sex symbol appealing mostly to men by cheaply giving away the sacred feminine. And what remains of her femininity, she's now destroyed with unnatural processes. But beyond the mundane, it begins to make a lot more sense. As a true black Madonna, her face is a visual externalization of her lack of dignity and grace, her rabid, angry political rhetoric, and all of the divine mockery she's ever engaged in. She's a used-up sexual icon who's been replaced, but she doesn't want to be replaced. 
So like a diabolical magician summoning the devil inside of a magical circle, trying to hold on to what remains of their life after their contractual rewards are given up, are over. 20, 30 years of power and wealth and whatever you want in exchange for your soul. Once that's over, you start making daily deals with the devil to maintain temporarily that contractual power which otherwise will expire, so you'll do anything degrading or demeaning to avoid final judgment. You'll go all the way, destroying the last human parts of you in the name of trying to save yourself. And that's the trick. That's the deal you make with the devil. Now, above Madonna's face, once again, everybody's looking at her face, look at... What about her hair? She probably didn't go into the green room and do her own hair. Just like Sam Smith probably didn't pick the costume that he wore or pick the mat. Sam Smith probably didn't say, huh, I think we should have a magic circle right there on the ground and I'm going to dance in it. Probably didn't happen. The same people that did her hair are the same people that came up or the same kinds of people that came up with the magic circle there. And having those lyrics at that time with that fire, with those clothing, with those those images, the devil horns, etc., with those colors on TV, all that put together, it's not just a choreographer. It's someone like me or someone like you who understands the subtleties, who understands the subconscious nature of the symbols at the right time, at the right place, and that's who's working on this kind of stuff. That's... The same kind of people that put up that Ruth Bader Ginsburg statue in New York, the same kind of people doing the Grammys, the same kind of people you're going to see at the Super Bowl halftime show. This is just week in and week out. So Madonna's hair. Why am I concerned with Madonna's hair? Well, I'm not really concerned with it. I just find it interesting that her hair was done in a way that mimicked or virtually copied the Lovecraftian Ruth Bader Ginsburg statue in New York, which honors officially abortion, which is a conquering of spirit by matter. It's literally chopping the baby up in a lot of cases and sucking it out. So you're chopping the baby to pieces. It's basically a body shop and ripping it out of the mother. Take the mom in to get serviced with an abortion and the baby gets ripped out. That is the conquering of spirit by matter. The reason I say that, specifically and exactly using those words, the conquering of spirit by matter, is because the Ginsburg statue, as you might already know, stands on a lotus flower, which in every symbol book will tell you the lotus flower, no matter what you think when you just see it, you think Buddhism or you think something like that, the lotus flower is always defined and described as a symbol that symbol, it symbolizes, it represents the conquering of matter by spirit. The people that put that statue up, the artists that put that statue up, didn't make a mistake, didn't accidentally choose the wrong symbol. No, they chose the lotus flower because they've inverted the meaning of it. And they put the lotus flower underneath of a statue that represents destruction and chaos. Murder of the innocence, destruction of the spirit by matter. 
and they have the statue not coming out of the lotus flower, but stomping on the lotus flower. Now, that same evil, whether it's Madonna's hair and how directly similar, how directly copied it is from that Ginsburg statue, the horns, the Medusa-like quality, it's, I can't show it to you because this is a radio show. But if you go to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings or my personal page, Ryan Gable, or you just look at our show promo tonight, you'll see the Madonna hairdo. It is identical. You'll notice it. Now, this same kind of an evil, whether you're looking at the Ginsburg statue, you're looking at Madonna, you look at the Grammys. This is the same kind of evil you see when you turn your attention to politics, for example. One thing that I've kind of held on to this, I haven't done a done a full show on it. And uh, one of these stories is very old. Uh, Chuck Schumer, you know, Chuck Schumer, Chuck Schumer. I'd say it was like four years, four years ago, I think it was. It was a while ago. Uh, But Chuck Schumer was, he's on video. There's a video of him. uh, On video, talking to a invisible person in a chair. It's a real video. So Chuck Schumer, who who is a senator, is literally in the Senate I believe he was in the Senate talking to an invisible character in a chair. He was talking to it and having a conversation with it. When you watch the video of him talking to it, he goes over to the chair and he doesn't sit down. He looks at it and he's talking and he points away like, get out of my seat. You might think that's just a stupid story. Okay, well, Joe Biden has done the same thing more recently. Joe Biden has... Literally, it's not just shaking hands, forgetting he shook someone's hand, trying to shake their hand again. It's literally talking. He's like talking to an invisible thing on stage. These aren't edited videos either, by the way. And these aren't videos that really go that go that viral. So that's not where I'm getting these from. These are things I'm noticing. And it's like nobody else noticed that or a few people notice it. the Chuck Schumer video is easier to find than the Biden video. But here you have a powerful senator from New York who's been a senator for 20 plus years and you have Joe Biden who's the quote unquote president sort of and both of these men who are supposed to be leading our country in one way or another are talking to invisible entities and and not like um we can assume like we can kind of judge that they're talking they're literally I mean Schumer is literally talking to something in a chair he maintains a conversation with it for at least 10 seconds. And he tells it to get out of his chair. Both of them, Schumer and Biden, are on video talking to invisible entities. And you look at the faces of people like Chuck Schumer. Oh, my God. Look at Joe Biden. All the plastic surgery, hair plugs, and stuff that he's had done. And you might think, well, it's just, it's just you Democrats you don't like. Have you seen Mitch McConnell? My God. All of these people look like, from Indiana Jones, like they've opened the Ark of the Covenant. Their face is literally just melting. It's melting. Countless Republicans, countless Democrats. If you don't like the political angle, look at Hollywood. Look at the Madonna types. 
whether it's the face melting or they change what otherwise would be natural, beautiful features and replace it with plastic, silicone, and Botox, this isn't a result of, of stress. It's a result of a weightfulness and otherworldly energy. You know, people who laugh a lot get laugh lines, right? You laugh a lot, you get laugh lines. A lot of comedians have laugh lines. You're laughing all the time, you get those laugh lines. Laugh lines aren't always you know, necessarily a indicative of, of laughing, but you get lines on your face when you do things you know a lot if you scowl a lot you're going to get wrinkles in your forehead you know the body adapts and adjusts same thing happens when a woman is ovulating she literally has a glow to her when a woman is pregnant she has a different kind of glow you know when a baby is born there's an innocence and a beauty there unless you're possessed by a demon you know you're going to see that and when you do evil things then it begins to externalize itself. Just like laughing, just like scowling, it begins to exter- externalize itself through your face. In fact, if you read The Magus by Francis Barrett, he has a section in the book about the demonic faces and how they represent different attitudes, right? So if you constantly have a, a certain kind of look on your face, your face begins to, to mold to that look. Whether, again, it's laughing or scowling or whatever. The evil and the essence of evil comes through externally into the face. So whether it's Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, Joe Biden, top Republicans and Democrats, or it's people like, Madonna, you look at these people and the reason they look the way they do is because these are not good people. Now, there might be plenty of people who are evil, people like um, the governor of California, Newsom, but look how fake his face is. I don't know if he's had a lot of plastic surgery done, but that, that is not his full real face. There is something plastic and synthetic about it. When you do evil, you begin to look evil. And there's different kinds of evil. And I think that's a key point. When you look at Mitch McConnell, when you look at Chuck Schumer, they both have a similar look. Okay, they're just foot soldiers. Okay, Joe Biden has a different evil look to him than the top Republicans or Democrats in Congress. He has a different look to him. His look is the plastic surgery and the hair plugs and the and the drugs and God knows what else that keeps him standing. He's completely a husk, a shell. And that's the difference. When you do evil, when you are a foot soldier for evil, your natural beauty, the physical things about your body start to wither and wilt and decay. When you are not just a foot soldier, when you've totally sold your soul and you become a husk, then the soul is replaced with another energy, another power. And we, we mean, I mean this figuratively, symbolically, and literally. And you become the essence of that demonic quality. Joe Biden and Madonna, they are the essence of that demonic 
quality. They, there is no soul left in either of them. You cannot pray for Madonna's soul or pray for Joe Biden's soul as far as I'm concerned. There is no soul. Their soul those souls are gone and eternally damned. People like Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer, there's still probably a soul there. Their face is just melting because they're evil. When you look at Hollywood and you look at the political arena, it becomes really easy to figure out because you can visually see it. The Gavin Newsom's and the Mitch McConnell's, the Madonna's and the people that are in the industry, like, for example, um, I mean, Avril Lavigne, for example, Avril Lavigne looks really, really young still. That's probably not because she made a deal with the devil, but most of her music isn't about that. So she's not constantly singing and constantly portraying herself in this way. And she still has some, I mean, she was like a punk rock, so she still has some level of modesty to her performances and her music. She's still around and does music. She still looks normal and natural to some extent. Madonna doesn't. You know, Lady Gaga kind of doesn't. She's kind of in the middle. You can kind of tell some of these people are all in, and some of them are just foot soldiers. Sam Smith, foot soldier. Sam Smith is being, I'm, I'm assuming, being used. I mean, he's got all the, the LGBTQ, every aspect of it is in his music and in his, in his performances. It's just like, why, why is it that at the Grammys, and it's a serious question. Why is it at the Grammys, um, the best pop duo group performance, Smith and Petra's, why did they win that category? So the Grammys and so the news could say, the first transgender woman, the first non-binary to win. That's why. It has nothing to do with their their abilities, they're probably pretty good singers and pretty good dancers, but what they're told to do by the industry is unholy. They're in the body shop, being chopped to pieces, but they get an award for being edgy when it's not really edgy. It is the open acknowledgement, it is the resurrection of death cults and cults of diabolic worship, call it whatever you want, that are making themselves known because the public has become either so numb or so willing to accept these things because they just hate the idea of what God or, you know, the angelic or the divine represents. So they're so willing to accept the diabolic. So these death cults are making themselves known. That's why the temple of Satan, the church of hell, whatever it is, they say abortion is a religious right. We have a right to kill children. They're, they're turning this into legal arguments now. That This is a cult. And I'm, I'm not talking, like I said last time, I'm not talking about the girl at the university who's afraid of being raped and getting pregnant and she's pro-abortion. That's different. I'm talking about the, 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 the suing to get a right, which it won't be granted, but <laughs> to say that you have a religious right to kill a child. It's the singing of the body shop on Holy Song at the Grammys. Everybody's like, oh, look at the devil horns. It's evil. Okay, maybe, but it's cartoonish. It's cartoonish, but the song itself is a lot more powerful when it's sang inside of the, when it's sung inside of the magical circle there. 
with all the people watching the Grammys, probably less than they used to be, but still a lot of people, millions of people still watching. There's power to that. Lots of power. And when the main performers are transgender and non-binary, one has to think about that TV show in the 90s called The Powerpuff Girls, where they showed the devil, not as a cartoonish character, but with this distorted voice who is a transvestite. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on GroundZero.radio. Want to hear more of The Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player, or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe. Subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe. You can do so monthly, yearly, or through a one-time donation. Your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence. I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. Join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little bit of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's The Secret Teachings, five nights a week on Ground Zero Radio. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. This is David John Knight from ReverseSpeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teaching with Ron Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. So that TV show in the 1990s the decade that I was born in and grew up in, the Powerpuff Girls, almost was predictive of the future because they represented the devil in that TV show as being this classical red-skinned with black attire creature that spoke in a very distorted voice, typical of the devil, but a character that was also a transvestite or confused over its sex or its gender. That was literally the character. It was kind of a weird transvestite, infantile, male, female thing. And that symbol in that TV show, they called this character him for his infernal majesty this idea, which is not new in the 90s, but it, this idea really like simplified what now is every day. 
And what is every day is, well, like the, the Grammys performance, it's non-binary, transgender, and it's all the devil. And this is probably why a lot of gay people, a lot of LGBTQ people don't agree with this kind of garbage. The uh, gays against groomers on Twitter, for example, or there was a new a, a new Newsweek article we talked about last night uh, where the author said, hey, this is really offensive to gay people to suggest that gay people and trans people are like devil worshipers. It almost sounds like you're assaulting those communities rather than trying to support them. I mean, even the, the devil himself apparently commented on the performance, according to the Babylon Bee, Horrified Satan distances self from the Grammys. This is out of L.A., California. In a rare public statement, the Prince of Darkness has distanced himself from last night's Grammys performance by Sam Smith, which he denounced as cringy and appalling. So there you have it. Even the devil doesn't agree. I mean, if, if the devil was a real character, he'd probably be very offended. What, what, what is this garbage? You know, the same way that you get these silly neo-Nazi people, the real, there are real neo-Nazis, and... Like the real neo-Nazi people that I've known, they're like heroin addicts. <laughs> they're on drugs and they're just ignorant. And Hitler would have probably exterminated them. That's what I tell an actual Nazi if I've ever talked to an actual Nazi. If you think that you would have been the master race, you <laughs> Hitler would have exterminated you. And for all the activists and the Red Guards who run rip down statues and tear down anything beautiful... Uh, when the revolution gets what it wants, the people that are controlling it, you then are exterminated because you're a threat to the new power structure because you tore down the old one. That's why a lot of the Red Guards and the revolutionaries in Mao's China were executed or excommunicated because they were then a threat to the new government because they had a lot of power and they overthrew the old government. You'll be eliminated in the end. Regardless. In those two particular cases. So let's look one last time at the Madonna story. The Madonna hair and face stuff from the Grammys. Madonna blames ageism and misogyny for judgmental comments about her face at the Grammys. On Tuesday, the Vogue singer, seven-time Grammy winner, responded to gossip saying that she's caught in the glare of ageism and misogyny that permeates the world we live in. She wrote in an Instagram post that while she originally wanted to give the last award of the night, album of the year, she thought it was more important to introduce Petra's and Smith's performance. She said it was a history-making moment, and on the top of and on top of that, uh, she won a Grammy. So the Sam Smith and Kim Petra's performance, which is just it's it's basically a cheap homage to His Infernal Majesty getting you to look at and talk about the music performance. So you go buy the record, either music, don't people buy records anymore, you go buy the music, you know, you support the industry, you support the artists, whether it's because they're trans or it's because they're non-binary or it's because they were at the Grammys, so I got to buy it. That's what they told me to do on TV. And then morons like myself, idiots like me, I talk about it and that feeds into it. But whether you like it, or you really hate it. A lot of Christians really didn't like it. They thought that it was, and a lot of conservatives, Ted Cruz, for example, said it was evil. A lot of conservatives thought that it was satanic. But I feel that 
A lot of Christians, a lot of conservatives do what a lot of social justice warriors and activists do. They make it their daily duty to be offended, to be a victim. A lot of social justice warriors and activists make it their daily duty to be offended in the name of rainbows. And a lot of Christians and Republicans and conservatives make it their duty to be offended in the name of conservatism or in the name of Christ. They have no shame either. Madonna certainly has no shame. As she introduced that performance, a lot of people made these comments about her face and all that, and oh, she looks old and it's plastic and not real. And it's true, she's not real. She's plastic. It's Botox. It's surgery. It's not real. So it's weird that she would say it's ageism because she's actively fighting against her age by having those procedures done. Now, it's not my business. I don't care what Madonna does, but as a symbol... And since this, for some reason, is such a big news story, I have some questions. I have some observations. What Madonna has done to herself, like a lot of celebrities and politicians, is something very unnatural, something Emperor Palpatine-like, something sorcery-like. To suggest that it's misogyny is really offensive to women because plenty of women also think, why don't you just age and be a woman and be proud of being a, a, a female? Or not proud, but just be happy with who you are. Apparently, that's also misogyny if you're a woman and think that. But as a true black Madonna, Ma, Mother, Donna, Goddess, Mother, Goddess, as a true black Mother, Goddess, who aborts rather than births, making the black Madonna more like Lilith in the Jewish mythology, Lilith, who hunts men down in their dreams to extract their sperm. Lilith, who hunts down pregnant women in their dreams to abort their babies. Lilith is therefore the patron goddess or the patron feminine essence or element, if you will, to abortion. And in fact... That statue in New York of Ruth Bader Ginsburg is not the only one. In fact, just across the street, short walk away from that statue, is another statue made by the same artist. And that statue is supposed to be an homage to Eve in the Garden of Eden. Therefore, if you're using Eve and you're using the lotus flower which is on the Ginsburg statue, and you're using this idea of femininity, you're calling on the universal mother. You're calling on the symbols of like the lotus flower, which is the spirit. You're calling on the spirit to advance whatever political narrative or idea or agenda you have. That is, in this case, abortion and women's rights. But you call the universal mother, you summon the universal mother and then invert what she represents. So they're not summoning Eve, they're summoning Lilith. They're summoning Medusa. They're summoning the Gorgon. So that they can conquer spirit with matter. And what does Medusa do? Medusa turns you to stone. The grossest matter. They're summoning Lilith, not Eve, and they're summoning the Medusa-like, Gorgon-like, basilisk-like, serpentine-like. That's why she's got those serpentine arms, the Ginsburg statue, Lovecraftian arms. They're summoning those infernal forces as a symbol 
of their cult, what they represent, what they believe. So as a true black Madonna, Madonna's real face is a visual externalization of her lack of respect for herself, her lack of dignity, her lack of grace, her political rhetoric, and the mockery of the divine that she's engaged in. She's a used-up sexual icon who's been replaced, and like every diabolical magician trying to hold on to what remains of their life before their soul is due at the end of their contract for power, wealth, fame, whatever, they'll do anything degrading or demeaning to avoid judgment including what Madonna now does on social media, shaking her boobs for some likes and for clicks, trying to hold on, literally or symbolically, metaphorically, to what remains of the little bit of temporal power that she has. And it's a joke, and it's embarrassing. Should be embarrassing, but when you don't have any wherewithal, then you don't have any consciousness left, then it's not embarrassing, you're just a vessel. And that same evil can be witnessed when you look at people like Joe Biden or Chuck Schumer. Two different kinds of evil. Chuck Schumer or Mitch McConnell. Democrat, Republican, doesn't matter. They look like their faces are melting. Literally, they look evil. But when you look at Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom, they don't look as evil because they've gotten all the way to the top. Because they are now possessed by something that is unnatural. Their soul is replaced. And they are not just foot soldiers anymore. I mean, look at Chuck Schumer, literally, just like Joe Biden has been on video doing the same, talking to, shaking hands with, or arguing with things that aren't there, that you can see anyway. Chuck Schumer is literally arguing in one video with something, and it's not a made up, it's not a fake video. It was something that people just realized. Chuck Schumer goes back to his seat and he starts arguing with an invisible thing in his seat and tells it to leave. Joe Biden's on the same thing. He's shaking hands with something invisibly there. These people, let's not call them evil. They are influenced and not by ideas, but by physical things that are manifesting in ways we can't see. By physical, I just mean things that are very real and not metaphorical. They are literally communicating, I believe, with spirits, demons, call them whatever you want to call them. And these ain't good spirits. These ain't good demons. These aren't good divines. These are bad things, evil things. They're shaking hands with them. They're arguing with them. I mean, they clearly can see things that we can't see. And if it was just Joe Biden, we could chalk it up to the giant holes in his brain. When it's Chuck Schumer doing the same exact thing, I mean, one is enough, but two, two is enough for a pattern when you're talking about the most powerful people in the world. And there's other cases of this, too. They're literally talking to things that you can't see. In the same way that I remember years ago, someone had pointed out to me that at the UN headquarters, they have a room. It's, you, there's pictures of it. There's, they have a room you go into. And it's supposed to be this meditative space where you can contact, you know, things. They've even brought channelers to the United Nations to channel spirits. Look at the World Economic Forum and look at Davos. They literally did, I keep saying literally because I mean that literally, they literally had a, they, they were testing, they were doing like microdosing and uh, ayahuasca type drugs. And these are the, the, the world leaders who are unelected, of course, 
the world leaders that are supposed to be all very mechanical, very, you know, very economical, very specific, very agenda based, very worldly. But they're communicating with things that aren't there. They're doing drugs to connect with other dimensions. Why is that? Because that's where they get their power from. Whether you believe it or not, they apparently do. Chuck Schumer argues with invisible entities in his chair. Joe Biden shakes the hands of invisible entities on stage in front of millions of people. It's not just dementia. It's not just loopiness or craziness. They're not just off in la-la land. They're dead serious. It's very real. And you look at the faces of people like this. It's not just stress. It's a weightful and other worldly energy. Call it whatever you choose to call it, spiritual, demonic, whatever. They're communicating with things that they that they can see. And these kinds of energies or forces or powers, spirits, demons, whatever you want to call them, there's certainly a, a physical in terms of a real. There's a real aspect and then there's a symbolic or metaphoric aspect. That statue in New York of Ginsburg with the tentacle arms, with the horns, the Medusa Gorgon-like appearance, what does it do? It turns men to stone, right? Men, the patriarchy, they're evil. It's pro-abortion, pro-women's rights by sacrificing your femininity, by sacrificing the greatest gift from God, sacrificing your innocence, sacrificing what makes you physically feminine. Kind of sounds like the female is under attack. And the male has to be eliminated to get to the female because the male is tradi traditionally a protector of the female. And the male and female together protect the child. But you get to the child, you tell the child they're too fat, tell the child they don't fit in. So they need hormones, they need puberty blockers, they need surgeries, they need drugs because they're too fat. They need to be cut up into pieces because they're too fat. All at the body shop. That other statue in New York, the more permanent one, that calls on Eve, E-V-E, -E, Eve, like the mother, the goddess, the creative, universal, female, feminine force. This statue made by the same person who did the Ginsburg statue, it's basically the same statue, but it calls on Eve. Officially, that's what, it's, what it is. And the Eve that it calls on in relation to the, well, abortion is not the Eve you're thinking. It's the other woman, the other mother. It's the the Badlam, uh, the porcelain-faced demon. You ever seen Caroline? It's the, the pale-faced demon, the monster, the rake. It's the holocaust. It's the slender man, the faceless, white, pale, porcelain-looking blank slate. It's Lilith, the succubus, and the aborter. Look at those horns on the head of those statues that call on the universal mother, that call on and make Ginsburg a saint to the practice of human and ritual sacrifice, which is what the Church of Satan or the demonic temple or whatever they call it, uh, that's what they, they say is their right to abort children. Again, we're not talking about the, the young girl who wants a right to abortion and she's a freshman in college. We're talking about People that make this a cult, make this a religion. You see the horns, right? Madonna has the same kind of horn. She's got this porcelain, pale, plastic, doll-like face. She's a vessel for something to inhabit and use. 
She's the other mother, Bedlam, Bedlam, Bedlam. And she has those horn-like characteristics and how her hair is done at the Grammys when she introduces the unholy body shop performance. Where the performers are non-binary and transgender, dressed up like the devil, just like the transgender devil in the TV show in the 90s, the Powerpuff Girls. And those horns that Madonna has, the horns that Ginsburg has, the horns that this Universal Eve statue has in New York, and that stuff was a week or so ago, a little over a week ago. The show we did on that was on the 30th. That was my birthday, the 30th of January, a little over a week ago. And then you have the Grammys, and now you have the Super Bowl coming up this Sunday. And those horns on the head, traditionally the horns, Aries, Capricorn, the horn god or goddess was a symbol of fertility and sex. But considering that the statues call on Lilith, they call on abortion as a sacrament, as a sacrifice, as part of a cult, then these abominations are not calling on fertility and sex to procreate and to to be civil. They're calling on fertility and sex or infertility and a distortion of sex. So sex becomes the sacrament and the sacrifice becomes abortion. Calling on the universal mother as an abomination, transforming Eve into Lilith, who seeks to abort babies and torture men. Putting the lotus flower there, a strange symbol of abortion because abortion is conquering spirit with matter and the lotus flower is the concrete of matter with spirit. But that's how the old religion works. It destroys creation and inverts what it means to live. L-I-V-E-E-V-I-L. And those that worship at the altar, at the feet of these these deities, these, these characters, these energies, they don't say Hail Mary, they say Hail Ginsburg. They kneel at the altar of the resurrected gods. They believe, visually you can see what they believe, that they have the power to summon and to conjure and to invoke powerful forces, and they can use your energy and your attention and your focus to do it. There are plenty of horned gods and goddesses. They're usually symbols of fertility for crops, fertility for procreation. Usually those two things are intertwined. You have the astrological house of Capricorn, the goat, which is Saturn's astrological house, the goat god Pan, or the Celtic god Cernunnos. You have the warrior-like Ares. Um, You have the Taurus with the bull uh, bull horns. The same horns are on my bull statue here on my desk with Mithras slaying the bull. These are the devil horns. Uh, these are the, the horns of Hathor, the horns of Isis, the cow that is slaughtered uh, in the sacrifice, the changing of the seasons. These horns are also the basis for, well, being horny. Uh, they're also related to Venus. Uh, the horns relating to Venus in terms of the way that the, the planet moves through the sky as a morning and evening start creates horns in the sky. Uh, as we are the center of those horns, we see it over there to the right, over there to the left. Capricorn, the goat, Aries, the ram, Taurus, the bull, Medusa, all these things, you, you put them together, there are positive and negative aspects. And what we're dealing with here, obviously, are very, very especially honed negative aspects that are worshipped to create absolute chaos. 
That's what it's all about. And now we have, well, what is today's Thursday? So we have one, two, three days until the Super Bowl. And usually I don't talk about the Super Bowl much before the Super Bowl because uh, I get tired of hearing about it's an Illuminati ritual and there's going to be devil worship and all that stuff. And that none, none of that's really surprising, like with the Grammys. Is it really surprising that they did this cartoonish depiction of the devil? No, it's not surprising. What would be surprising is if they had a prayer to God and then everybody everybody said Hail Mary and everybody, you know, took a wafer. That that would be amazing. That would be if it wasn't in a mocking way, that would be uh, truly shocking. But they keep doing these things because clearly the people organizing them have a strong belief in what they're doing. That's, again, the magic circle, for example. That's why they choose that. And, and you, I don't know if you'll see that this year at the Super Bowl. I, I'm not a prediction person because I really have no idea. But you see it a lot of Super Bowls. They always have that magic circle there where the piano is or where the performer plays. That's where all the attention, that's where all the energy is being focused. And whatever the reason is, that's that's where all of the power goes to summon whatever it is that's that's being summoned. So I want to bring something to your attention. And that is, I, I'm guessing that this is 100% confirmed because we're we're almost to Sunday. Uh, but Rihanna is supposed to perform at the Super Bowl. I don't know if she's going to sing the uh, the uh, umbrella song. Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. But I was just thinking that if she does perform the umbrella song, I mean, it would just be par for the course. For those of you who don't know the umbrella song, you you might remember it as being really popular. Uh, really kind of like an iconic song, really, I guess what you would call, um, like, it's kind of catchy, right? Well, I wrote this in my book, The Technological Elixir. I said, references to diabolism are far more overt in the music industry where his infernal majesty tends to manifest as a character called Rain Man. Rihanna performed a famous song called Umbrella with the rapper Jay-Z. And when you read about the umbrella, whether that's Alice's umbrella in Alice in Wonderland, Alice in Resident Evil, the Umbrella Corporation, etc., 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 and you see that the umbrella has a much deeper meaning, you go through the lyrics with me, right? It's now it's raining more than ever. Oh, I know there's supposed to be some different meaning to it. I get it. Now that we'll still have each other, you can stand under my umbrella. And then she says, you can stand under my umbrella, Ella, Ella, A, A, A. Now that's just how they sing the song and it's catchy, right? Well, there's a lot of significance in the repeating of a full word like umbrella and its reduction. This is actually how the word abracadabra has been used for centuries to heal people. You write abracadabra and then you write it again with less letters and write it again with less letters, write it again with, and until you get down to a singular letter. And that's supposed to dissipate the disease. It's a magical formula. You write it on a scroll, write it on a little piece of paper, keep it in, keep it in your pocket, keep it on your person, an amulet, a locket, something like that, and a little ring. And it's supposed to be a symbol of protection. So if you're reducing the letters, umbrella, Ella, A, there's a magical element to that, a, a, a magical quality to that. And we're not going to get into all the details of it here on the show. We don't have time tonight. But when you're repeating Ella, Ella, A, 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 
That's an incantation. That's the casting of a spell. You're conjuring or summoning something. And I had just, out of sheer curiosity, because I did a show on this at one time, out of sheer curiosity, I looked up what, like, what does the word umbrella mean, right? And umbrella has a lot of meanings. It's more so just it's a protective thing that that's the first definition, protects you from rain or something from falling, not just rain, but something from falling. It could be rays of sun, could be rain, it could be a lot of things. But umbrella denotes shadow because it creates a shadow, right? That's the definition of the word. So when we apply the definitions of umbrella, and you can break the word in half, as Rihanna does in the song, umbrella, and then she cuts off the umbra, so you get ella, ella, ella. Umbra is in the Necronomicon. It's Lovecraft again. Umbra is a shady inner region, a shadow. Uh, It's basically the abyss. Kind of like the shadow monster from Stranger Things or Eminem when he references the shadow in relation to his soul. One of his three personalities. So the umbrella is the shadow and then the Ella is Ella, Ellie, the name, is female. So the umbrella refers to a female shadow. And perhaps the female shadow, Lilith, the Ginsburg statue, the Black Madonna, is a companion to the Rain Man because the Rain Man is obviously masculine and from Bob Dylan to Eminem to everybody else you can think of, they sing about the Rain Man. Rain Man, Umbrella, Ella, Ella, Rain Man, Umbrella, Companions, one and the same perhaps. Rihanna is the umbrella, Jay-Z's the Rain Man. Maybe the thing that's descending and falling that you need an umbrella to protect you from is the falling star. Something artificial that arrives from somewhere else. Just something to think about. And when you do think about it, please don't think about it in crazy internet terms. I'm simply providing you with a little etymology, a little mythology. I guess we could call Lovecraft kind of like pop culture. And a little bit of current events. That's tonight, the Black Madonna. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. I have a couple of emails if you'd like to reach me, rdgable at yahoo.com, tstradio at protonmail.com. You can also find us on social media, Twitter and Facebook. Leveling with you, as I always do. We don't get paid to do this job. I do this five nights a week. It's what I am. It's who I am. It's what I love to do. If you want to support us and keep us on air, please buy a copy of one of my books. The Technological Elixir has all that stuff I just mentioned about the umbrella in it in one of the chapters. I think you'd really enjoy that book, Occult Arcana. My new book, Liberty Shrugged. I don't think I promote these enough please grab a copy at www.thesecretteachings.info. Subscribe to the ad-free archive with montages, and you'll also get digital copies of all those books if you subscribe. Again, at www.thesecretteachings.info. Otherwise, when you listen to the show for free, maybe you are right now, all those annoying advertisements, we get paid for that. So please keep listening for free. You will support the show in that way as well. Even if you can't come out of pocket to buy a book or subscribe, listen and download the show on any of those free platforms. Tell your friends, please help promote us. We don't have any advertising budget. I don't really use social media, so 
you are the the ground troops of the secret teachings to go out and to let other people know what you think of the show. Really appreciate your support, every one of you, in whatever way that you provide it. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. And as always, don't be afraid, be informed. We'll talk to you on the next broadcast. <laughs>